Welcome to Earth Riot Radio. I'm Reverend Billy, and this is the Earth Church. Come on in. Now, we also have a live version of the Earth Church here in New York on Sunday afternoons at 5 p.m. in the village, in the East Village. Go to RevBilly, R-E-V-Billy.com. RevBilly, you, you can get all the information you need. We'd love to see you in our in our midst, listening to our wonderful 30-voice Stop Shopping Choir. You're about to hear them in all their glory later in the, in the podcast radio show. Today we want to talk about forgiveness. Wow, what an old-fashioned concept. A difficult, it calls up memories, doesn't it? Saying I'm sorry, and sometimes it's really difficult to accept a request for forgiveness. But it's so central to being a loving person. All the activities of love, the whole rainbow of activities, trust and loyalty and gratitude and mutual aid and empathy and all, all of love, the thing that makes a happy family, happy community, happy friendship. Forgiveness is a part of it. And if we do it badly, sometimes it just ends things. It's something, it's a skill. Well, now, my approach in this half hour is to gather some of the most difficult I'm sorry's you can imagine. They're, they're in courtrooms. They're in truth and reconciliation rituals. The man and the woman who talk right after I'm done here with my welcome are from Rwanda. The woman has lost her children and her husband to the man whose voice you hear. And at the end of their conversation, they're walking down a country lane together. Some form of forgiveness has taken place there. Ooh, may it never be that difficult for us. But I'm here to say that the earth, this is an earth alluia show, the earth needs us to learn forgiveness. Why? Because to be effective earth defenders, we're carrying lots of guilt. We have killed so much life. We cannot operate effectively as activists just operating on guilt. That doesn't make for powerful activism. It doesn't make for creative activism. People sense that something's wrong. Now, the Earth gave us the emotion of forgiveness for a reason. And now in the sixth extinction, let's use it. Let's use it. Let's not point fingers and call people names. So many people on the right and the left are doing that now. Let's not call the Earth a name and let's not call the people who are killing the earth a name or ourselves. But let's be effective. Let's be strong. Somebody give me an earth hallelujah. Earth hallelujah. Nahise numva nihinze ngira ubwoba nabuga ati noneho nange aranyica. Ubwo numva umubiri umvuyeho cyakora nawe yahise afataga kanaritwikira gutya nawaje acaha nange caha ubwo nyine numva nyine igitima kiradiha 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 Ati ufite urufunguzo rufungura uri ya Celestine. Celestine afite urufunguzo rugufungura. Ibyo bintu nibumubyemera mukabishyira mu mutima wanyu, mufashijwe n'Imana, musenga Imana, muzakira kandi nabo bakire. Dusangaze abacika cumu bose, abacitse kwicumu, abarokotse, kumambu zuko kuba bariho atari kubwange kwera yo kutugenanye n'ari umuntu w'umwicanyi koko w'igikoko 
nukua nguna aguari wakupanga. Imana yoyine yamini weshirizeho. You should never do anything like that to anybody. But I just wanted to tell you in front of everybody today that I do forgive you. Um, my religion teaches me to forgive, so I can move on with my life. If I hold a grudge and I hold the hate you hold towards me against you, it's not gonna serve me well. So in front of everybody here, I do forgive you, and I hope that you choose love over hate. I really do, because it makes your life easier. Um, having hate just eats at you. It's not good. I hope you find what you're looking for, and I hope at the end of this journey, I know you've had just as long as a year that I have had, and my intention for you is not bad. I don't have any ill feelings towards you. I just want you to, at the end of all this, to understand that we're all the same. It doesn't matter what's on my head. It doesn't matter the skin, the color of my skin. We're all the same human beings. We're fighting for the same rights. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. A lot of people think that's what forgiveness is, just saying that phrase. And some people are not satisfied if they've been hurt and somebody come, comes up and says, I'm sorry, they, they don't think that's enough. Why? Because they think it's symbolic. It's packaged. It's too simple. It's too quick. Forgiveness is like the other emotions that comprise the thing that we call love. Trust, loyalty, intimacy, empathy. Forgiveness is complex. It's as complex as the natural world, as complex as a forest or wetlands or a, or a high plains meadow. The, the forgiveness that we hear in these quotes that you're hearing in the, in, in the, in the show here, of people that have been injured or their friends or loved ones have been hurt, murdered, injured, and they are forgiving the perpetrator of the crime. They know the entire history of that person who committed the crime. And the crime is something that happened as a result of a past and a future. Not just of the perpetrator, but of the, of the victim. They know each other's stories intimately. And sometimes in a court scene, they'll end up hugging each other. Before the person goes off to prison, they will hug each other, and they will be crying, and they will be... Both saying, I forgive you. Both saying, I wish that hadn't happened. Their, their feelings become more similar. It's not so binary, as they say. Well, we carry into earth defending this tremendous guilt. We are perpetrators of the crime. And saying you're sorry isn't what we're doing. We're trying to work for the rest of our lives to make life go forward. That life may have the chance to make more life. That we can be a part of that life in this time of extinction. Very complex. And to make our request for forgiveness real, we know all about the earth as much as we can find out. And we feel that the earth knows about us. So this is political action oftentimes involving risking arrest, oftentimes involving the arts, giving your money, arduous work, and it is 
held aloft. It is going forward as a result of a dedication that comes from the complexity of it, from loving the earth. Now, I have a song for you, Beautiful Earth from the Stop Shopping Choir. Beautiful Earth is like a prayer. It's like a request to be together. Let's see what you think. Beautiful Earth.
beautiful earth. In order to get through this process, I had to forgive you, and I forgive you from the bottom of my heart. I pray for you because as a mother, you're a child to me, and in my heart, I have no anger or bitterness towards you. As a mom, I just want to hug you because I know that there's something that's not connected that made you feel so angry. I just want to say I'm sorry, Ms. Hawkins. And so, a few minutes after Joe was locked up, Judge Lou Oliveira surprised the man he sent to jail by joining him for the entire night. We ate meatloaf, and uh, we talked about a lot of things. We talked about our families. And the walls got further apart? The walls just got, they, they, they didn't exist anymore. He brought me back to North Carolina from being in a truck in Afghanistan. That meant so much to me, sir. I know. This week, Joe promised the judge no more mess-ups. I don't want to let you down, ever. It's not how law and order usually works. But sometimes jail is not what a man needs. Sometimes the best sentence is compassion. Thank you for breathing me. Steve Hartman, on the road, in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Thank you, sir. I would never talk to her ever again. I would never be able to hold her again. But I forgive you. And have mercy on your soul. You hurt me. You hurt a lot of people. But God forgive you. And I forgive you. Well, now we're going to go into two of the songs of the Stop Shopping Choir. The first one is Climate Changed Me. And the second one is the human blues. Now, the climate, the climate change me and the human blues are both forms of conversations with the earth. The constructions of the songs are asking for a kind of forgiveness or talking to the earth humbly about having your life changed as a result of climate change in the first song and as a result of extinction in the second song. Are you with me? All right, now there's a transformation that takes place in both songs. The Climate Change Me starts with the basic tragedy of losing relatives, the mayhem and chaos of the superstorms and the floods, and ends up being a revelation about climate change causes human change. Human change causes climate change. A very interesting thought. We just think of it as a tragedy that we just have to defend ourselves against. If you're in a state of forgiveness and gratitude, if you've got the softer love things going, then, then, you, then you have a better conversation and you learn more, even from the earth. Now, listening to the extinction song, Human Blues, you have a revelation towards the end in which the speaker, yours truly, has taken that role in that song. I'm the singer, the main singer. I cop to the fact that now so much life is gone, but that in some sense that is very compelling, the life is still here. So when, when that singer gets a little more gentle, a little more a little more humble, forgiving, grateful, 
touching intimacy, empathic, imaginative. When, when I'm in that complexity, not just feeling bad because of extinction, but going into the extinction myself, which is what we're trying to do in this church, trying to teach people that extinction is not just a death sentence. I go into an exploration there, which I hope I take you with me, and we can learn something together. Here we go. Climate changed me and the human blues. Climate changed me when I lost my only job. Climate changed me when my mom began to sob. Climate changed me when the storm tore off the roof. Climate changed me when the sky told me the truth. Well, I always knew that I would have to change. But do I have to die, die to change, change, change? Climate changed you. Climate changed you. When the flash flood makes you scream. Climate changed you. Climate changed you. When the drought dries up your dreams. Climate changed you. Climate changed you. With three cousins underground. Climate changed you. Climate changed you. When the springtime made no sound.
disappeared. Wild animals. Yeah. Extinction. It's here. Oh, but I'm worried. I just don't know. Hello, welcome to News from the Natural World. I'm Savitri D. Botanical researchers have discovered an oak tree once thought to be extinct and now in immediate need of conservation within Big Bend National Park in Texas. Researchers were thrilled to find a lone Quercus tardifolia standing about 30 feet tall, though it is in poor condition. First described in the 1930s, the last living specimen was believed to have perished in 2011. A recent global study found almost 90% of free-range egg samples from contaminated sites in developing nations exceeded the EU's maximum food limits for toxic pollutants. Plastic waste is a major contributor to the pollution. Dioxins and dioxin-like polychlorinated biphenyls, commonly known as PCBs, are persistent organic pollutants, or POPs, that spread easily in the environment, accumulate in the food chain, and take years to biodegrade. Food is the most common exposure pathway for POPs to humans. Eggs are the most sensitive exposure pathway because chickens feed on contaminated soil and ash every day and transfer POPs to their eggs. People, especially children, eating just one egg a day can easily exceed health-based values set by the WHO and the EU. For the study, researchers analyzed 113 groups of egg samples from free-range chickens living near commercial and dump sites in so-called developing countries. About 88% of sampled eggs exceeded the EU regulatory limit for dioxins and PCBs. In addition, 14% of egg samples exceeded the EU food limits by more than 10 times. The sample with the highest contamination came from eggs produced near an e-waste site in Ghana. 
at 264 times the EU food limit for dioxins. A child eating just one egg from this site is exposed to more dioxins than the tolerable limit for five years. The researchers found extremely high egg contamination at sites that burned plastic regularly. In a global first, Brazil's Supreme Court has declared the Paris Climate Agreement a human rights treaty. Within Brazil, the court ruled the climate pact should supersede national law. Portugal is bracing for a heat wave, with temperatures in some areas forecast to climb as high as 43 degrees Celsius or 109 degrees Fahrenheit this weekend, just as a severe drought grips the country. The Portuguese government is placing crews on high alert because of the risk of wildfires. About one-third of the country faces an extreme risk of forest fires. At the end of June, 96% of the country was classified as being in either extreme or severe drought. The Weather Service says that over the nine months since last October, rainfall was just over half the average for the period and was the second lowest since 1931 when reliable national records began. Portugal and Spain are the driest they have been in a thousand years due to an atmospheric high-pressure system driven by climate change. Around the world, the prices of oil products like gasoline and diesel are being driven up by a lack of refining capacity that has been worsened by restrictions on exports from Russia. Those conditions are putting pressure on pump prices and consumers even though crude oil has fallen from its highs. The refining profits that Shell is forecasting for the second quarter are more than six times those from a year earlier. The New York City 9-11 Memorial Tribute in Light features two large beams of light that represent the fallen Twin Towers and are produced by 44 bulbs with 7,000 watt intensities. By analyzing meteorological radar images, researchers have discovered that these beams have waylaid about 1.1 million migrating birds. The beams reach so high that even at altitudes of several miles, passing birds are drawn into them. They circle slowly as if trapped in an incorporeal cage. They call frequently and intensely, and they occasionally crash into nearby buildings. And now, the sounds of extinction. A new exhaustive study provides stark information on the global impact of nuclear war. Researchers ran multiple computer simulations to study the impacts of regional and larger scale nuclear warfare on the Earth's systems given today's nuclear warfare capabilities. Nine nations currently control more than 13,000 nuclear weapons in the world. In all of the researchers' simulated scenarios, nuclear firestorms would release soot and smoke into the upper atmosphere that would block out the sun, resulting in crop failure around the world. In the first month following nuclear detonation, average global temperatures would plunge by about 13 degrees Fahrenheit, a larger temperature change than in the last ice age. Ocean temperatures would drop quickly and would not return to their pre-war state even after the smoke clears. As the planet gets colder, sea ice expands by more than six million square miles and six feet deep in some basins, blocking major ports, including Beijing's port of Tianjin, Denmark's Copenhagen port, and St. Petersburg in Russia. The sudden drop in light and ocean temperatures would kill the marine algae, which is the foundation of the marine food web, essentially creating a famine in the ocean. This would halt most fishing and aquaculture. 
oceans take much longer to recover than land. In the largest U.S.-Russia scenario that played out, ocean recovery is likely to take decades at the surface and hundreds of years at depth, while changes to Arctic sea ice will likely last thousands of years and effectively be a nuclear little ice age. And now, the sounds of nuclear detonation. That's our Earth Riot today, the Stop Shopping Choir, and Savager D and myself, Reverend Billy. We hope you forgive us and we'll forgive you and keep that circle going round and round. Forgiveness is not thought of as activism, but it most certainly is, amen. All right, somebody give me an Earth-a-lo-ya. 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 Earth-a-l